There's recently been talk of the government uh, going ahead about forcing Australian internet service providers to block overseas websites that facilitate copyright infringement. Um, could you talk about some of the yeah, concerns that you have with, with this bill and also the concerns that others have raised? For example, um, Australian Green Senator Scott Ludlam was the committee's lone dissenting voice on this. So could you talk about yeah, some of the concerns that you and, have, you and others have with this bill? Well, there's been a global push by copyright owners to obtain the power to block foreign websites. So several years ago, there was a huge controversy in the United States over the Stop Online Piracy Act. In the face of massive popular complaints, the United States Congress withdrew that particular bill, which contained um, site-blocking powers. And really, their websites like Wikipedia and Reddit and went black in uh, a protest against the Stop Online Piracy Act. In this context, it is peculiar that the Australian government has had a great enthusiasm for introducing a very similar bill uh, into Australia called the Copyright Amendment Online Infringement Bill of 2015. This bill has been pushed for, in particular, by uh, Roadshow, the Australian film uh, and television company, and Foxtel, and um, News Corp and News Limited, uh, but also by major legacy copyright industries, particularly in relation to film, television, and music. Uh, The bill is part of a package of measures being introduced by the Attorney General George Brandis and the Minister for Communications, Malcolm Turnbull. Um, So the coalition has been pushing for a copyright crackdown. Uh, They have this particular bill, which would block foreign websites. They've also been pushing for a copyright code to be negotiated between internet service providers and copyright owners. And they've also been considering other further measures in relation to copyright law in trade agreements. So this bill is meant to uh, stop people, I guess, yeah, downloading things illegally. But you know, I know that the danger always is when there's just so much content online. The fact that you know, even sites that don't fit that, um, you know, don't fit that bill. Uh, for example, like WikiLeaks, for example, has lots of copyrighted material, but it's very different to downloading Game of Thrones or, or whatever. So, um, yeah, you talk about some of these concerns in in terms of maybe possibly extending beyond what they're talking about blocking? Well, at present, um, copyright law provides an an array of remedies to copyright owners. The bill that is under debate in the Australian Parliament proposes a new power relating to injunctions against carriage service providers providing access to online locations outside Australia. So a Federal Court of Australia could grant an injunction if the court is satisfied that a carriage service provider provides access to online location outside Australia and the online location infringes or facilitates an infringement of copyright and the primary purpose of the online location is to infringe or to facilitate the infringement of copyright, whether or not in Australia. There's been a great concern about um, this particular power and the way it's being drafted. It seems to be a very crude sledgehammer to try to deal with the problem of copyright infringement. The text of this power seems to be quite ambiguous. Um, The power really enables copyright owners to get internet service providers in Australia to block foreign websites, 
But the test that's been developed for this is very crude. So you have to come to determine whether the primary purpose of the online location is to infringe or facilitate the infringement of copyright, whether or not in Australia. There's been a great deal of concern about how this will affect a wide range of um, internet services, everything from search engines such as Google to social media like Facebook uh, to microblogging like Twitter. There's a lot of sites on the internet that have a variety of mixed purposes. Um, moreover, there's also a lot of sites that um, host material for political reasons like WikiLeaks and a wide range of other whistleblowing um, sites. So there's a great concern about the great power being given to copyright owners and how this might be used um, and how it might be abused. And there's also been a great deal of concern about whether this new superpower will actually be effective in achieving the aim of producing copyright infringement. So lots of sites have been, uh, like the Pirate Bay, have been very mobile and protean and agile. You know, if it was as easy as shutting down a particular site uh, to deal with copyright infringement, it would have been done long ago. Um, so there's been a lot of debate about whether or not the regime will be effective. And you've touched on this already to some degree, but you, you referred to this bill as love letters to Foxtel and News Corp. So it seems as though this, this bill is very much in the, the corporate interest rather than the, the public interest or in the interest of citizens. Do you think that's a, a fair assessment of the bill? Well, after losing a high court case against IMET, Roadshow has made considerable political donations to both the Coalition and the Australian Labor Party and has lobbied very heavily uh, for the introduction of a copyright crackdown. And I think it's fair to say that the copyright bill bears the fingerprints of Roadshow in terms of the way in which it's been devised. Um, a little bit more subtly, but um, Foxtel and News Corp and News Limited have also been very powerful advocates of uh, copyright crackdown against the new economy and while they haven't made um, political donations um, they've certainly offered political support uh, for the introduction of the regime. I guess the very disturbing thing about the um, Senate Standing Committee report on the copyright bill has been the way in which the Coalition and the Australian Labor Party have supported uh, this bill, even though looking at the text of it, it's a bit of an omni-shambles. Um, so there's been a lot of concern that the Senate committee in charge of reviewing the legislation has not been particularly rigorous in analysing some of its very obvious defects and flaws. And as you mentioned, the sole dissenter was Senator Scott Ludlam of the Australian Greens. He commented that the Copyright Amendment Online Infringement Bill is the latest in a long line of misguided attempts by the government to monitor, control and censor the internet. And he was very concerned that the bill will allocate a significant new censorship power to the court that will be used by copyright owners to block access to online content. He was concerned that there is substantial weight of evidence showing that it will be relatively easy to evade the bill's provisions, that the bill doesn't contain appropriate safeguards, and that it may result in legitimate online sources being blocked. And it's notable that uh, there have be, there's been international criticism of the um, bill that's been put forward 
towards the Australian Parliament. Uh, notably, Mike Masnick from the Silicon Valley journal Tech Dirt um, has been aghast at the uh, committee's blithe response to the um, bill. I mean, he knows that it is the ultimate ignorance and lazy response of Australian politicians to believe that they need to block new innovations because the copyright industry refuses to innovate or figure out ways to better serve the public. And he is very kind of concerned that the bill would censor large parts of the internet, put tremendous costs on ISPs, which would be passed on to consumers, and he was of the view that that would only serve to drive infringement further underground rather than magically convincing people to give extra money to Hollywood. Yeah, you mentioned the, the Labor Party and the opposition from Senator Scott Ludlam from the Greens and, you know, no one else. And, yeah, I was wondering your thoughts on that. I, I know, yeah, in general, Labor haven't put up much of an opposition to uh, the government's policies, particularly when it comes to civil liberties issues like this one. And, yeah, does this surprise you at this point or is this kind of what we kind of should expect of Labor at this point? Well, it does surprise me, given that the leader of the Australian Labor Party, Bill Shorten, has been busy saying that the Australian Labor Party wants to promote STEM, it wants to promote digital futures, and it wants to support innovation, education, and a wide range of information technology in Australia. It seems to me that the Labor Party's support for data retention and telco site blocking and copyright site blocking runs against that very strong theme that has been enunciated by the Australian Labor Party. I think the Australian Labor Party have a very clear choice about whether they want to be the party of digital futures or whether they want to be the party of surveillance and censorship. And there still seems to be a bit of an internal debate going on within the Australian Labor Party about how best to respond to this particular bill. But quite clearly, this bill is not a balanced bill um, and raises very fundamental concerns about how this particular law might affect an open and free internet. Uh, Tim Berners-Lee, the inventor of the World Wide Web, has argued that we need a Magna Carta for the internet and we need to end website blocking. It seems to me that the proposal of the Australian Labor Party in relation to the Senate report runs counter to this notion of an open and free internet. And speaking of Labor, I know there was a lot of outrage going back a few years when Labor spoke about uh, introducing an internet filter. This obviously isn't exactly the same thing, but it does have a lot of the, the same concerns that they'll say certain sites will be blocked, but there's always a danger. Other sites will be blocked as well. And I was just wondering, you know, there's a lot of opposition to that. So far, I haven't seen too much media coverage of that, although there does seem to be some. I heard some on, on Radio National actually on the way to interview here. Um, but yeah, I was wondering, you know, do you, have you seen much outrage? yet or do you think it's still coming i'm just wondering yeah does this seem to be sort of filtering through to the general public people being concerned about uh, these restrictions on civil liberties and and freedom online well i i don't think that the copyright crackdown will be very popular with the wider public the attorney general george brandis has said that the liberal party is a party of freedom and liberty and uh, entrepreneurship seems to me that the copyright bill in very significant ways undermines uh, freedom and liberty and the rule of law and the ability of new players to enter into the marketplace. So it seems to me that there's some very fundamental 
tensions within the coalition's ideology about these sorts of matters, and I think that's going to be um, very problematic um, in terms of how voters will perceive the um, new copyright um, regime that has been put forward. I don't think that it's going to be a vote winner uh, for either of the main parties if they support this particular bill. And yeah, speaking of sort of concerns about the bill, I know um, Electronic Frontier Foundation and the Consumer Advocacy Group Choice have warned that virtual private network services, VPNs, uh, could be blocked under this legislation. Is that another concern you have with this bill? Well, there was a, a lot of concern about how the bill would affect virtual private networks, which are being used both to access content from overseas but also um, in, ensure some sort of protection against surveillance. Um, really, a range of different organisations repeatedly raised these issues at the Sydney hearing on the Copyright Bill, and it is both surprising and disturbing that the Majority Committee report absolutely fails to address that very fundamental issue. So it seems to me that we'll be left in this limbo in which consumers will not know whether virtual private networks are legitimate or not. And it's very hard to determine under the kind of crude test developed by the bill, particularly because the test for the bill deals not only with copyright infringement in Australia, but also copyright infringement in other jurisdictions. Um, so that may be very difficult for a court to determine. Scott Ludlam kind of noted that there are also concerns that the language in the bill is not specific enough to prohibit some legitimate providers of online services such as virtual private network providers from being blocked. And I'm certainly kind of concerned that copyright owners might try to use the new exceptional powers under the bill to take action against virtual private networks. Just a more general question, you're a law professor and I'm just wondering if you have any thoughts more generally on the role of the law and lawyers in providing a challenge to these kind of attacks on civil liberties and I often think when we have not just law, not just activists, sorry, but also lawyers as well speaking out against this thing, it maybe adds a bit more legitimacy in the mind of the public as opposed to just activists and, and maybe lawyers providing a voice that is maybe more trusted by act, uh, than activists but also more trusted than politicians as well. Do you have any, any thoughts on the, this role of, of law in opposing these kind of attacks? Well, I mean, I think the radical copyright bill will obviously be open to legal challenge if it gets through the Australian Parliament. I would suspect that um, lawyers will be leaving the challenge against the validity of the new legislation, um, whether that's under some sort of constitutional uh, framework in terms of the implied freedom of political communication or whether it's under a much more kind of traditional um, regime in terms of challenging how, how the uh, regime operates. Um, you know, I think lawyers um, play a variety of different roles in terms of the debate over copyright law. I, I mean, I think from a black letter law perspective, I'm just kind of concerned that this bill seems to be a very shoddy piece of work. You know, a number of the clauses are ill-defined uh, and uh, there's a failure to properly explain key concepts in the bill, like facilitation and primary purpose. 
Uh, and as a result, I think the bill might be a bit of a kind of a lawyer's picnic in terms of there's going to be a great deal of debate trying to clarify what the meaning and purpose of the bill might be. Just to finish off, could you, yeah, if you have any other thoughts on the bill that you'd like to add, or also if for those who are concerned about this bill, as I certainly am and you are as well, is there anything you encourage them to do to, to um, stand up against this? Well, I'm just not sure that the copyright bill as it stands can be ameliorated or reformed. Uh, and I think there's a need um, for those who care about um, the internet and technology and consumer rights to make their views known to members of parliament, um, particularly the Australian Labor Party. There seems to be a quite intense debate within the Australian Labor Party about um, the copyright bill that has been put forward. And I think there's a, a need for a much greater engagement by the wider public about this copyright bill because it will affect us all. Really, this bill gives an exceptional power to copyright owners to block access to websites overseas and stop Australian consumers and Australian citizens from um, accessing key sites. And I think that's very disturbing. And just finally, I'll hand it over to you if you, if you want to give any, any links for yourself in terms of people wanting to keep up your, with your work. I know I've been looking at Twitter this morning and you've posted a lot of important stuff about this issue and lots of other important political issues like the TPP, for example. So, yeah, if you'd like to give your Twitter or, or any websites or anything like that for people wanting to follow what you're doing. Well, I think there's a great deal of larger debate on intellectual property at the moment. Um, obviously, copyright law is not just going to be debated at a domestic level, but there's also a huge international debate about copyright law. At the moment, there is a big debate about a massive trade agreement spanning the Pacific Rim, the Trans-Pacific Partnership. Hollywood and the music industry and television networks have lobbied heavily for stronger and longer copyright protection. Uh, obviously, the Trans-Pacific Partnership poses really significant problems in relation to consumer rights and innovation and access to knowledge. Uh, so, as I kind of said in the introduction, uh, the current battle in Australia is not just a local one. It's part of a much larger global battle that is being waged in terms of um, the copyright rules for the digital economy at the moment. Um, and I think there are some very kind of profound ramifications uh, for some of the copyright maximum schemes that are being put forward um, both here in Australia and the United States and across the Pacific Rim.